You're listening to a podcast series from Vietcetera Production. Vietnam is forecasted to be one of the fastest growing economies in Southeast Asia and the world. To understand the dynamics behind Vietnam's miracle growth, Vietcetera meets with business leaders every week to discuss the country's future growth prospects. We also learn about how they build and manage teams and why they think innovation will be key to Vietnam's role in the world order. With the e-commerce sector booming and expanding, service platforms like Intrepid Group Asia, a Singapore-based IT and services company, are clearing the path for brands and sellers to reach out to bigger markets. It is Emma Gano's mission as the chief executive officer at Intrepid Group in Vietnam to help local brands redefine their strategy to fully take advantage of the burgeoning e-commerce market. A strategic and multilingual operations and marketing professional with over 14 years of experience scaling businesses and growing teams, Emma believes innovation drives revenue and improves the bottom line. Before coming to Intrepid, she worked at Uber in the US, Lazada in Malaysia, and also Amazon. In today's episode of Vietnam Innovators, we are delighted to have Emma Gano to talk about how Vietnam's e-commerce sector can leverage a heavily tech-savvy population, as well as the challenges and opportunities presented by the ongoing pandemic. What's up, guys? It's your host, Hao here, the CEO of Vietcetera, here for another episode of Vietnam Innovators. Thank you for joining the kickoff of our second season. We're probably about a few episodes in now by the time you watch this, and we've got a whole great roster of episodes and guests coming up over the next few weeks, so please tune in again every Tuesday, so don't miss out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube, and wherever else you consume our content. Thank you for joining us. And before we introduce our guest here today, uh, we'd just like to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, our very dear sponsors, ELSA, which stands for English Language Speech Assistant. Uh, it's a tech app that you can download on the Apple Play Store, sorry, Apple App Store, Google Play Store. Um, it helps you and your family members, your friends learn English and improve your pronunciation. ELSA, check it out. Uh, it's a great app. And for those of you listening from Vietnam and wanting to improve your English, it's one of the best apps we can recommend. Elsa, check it out. Going back to today's show, uh, our guest here today, her name is Emma Guno. She hails from France, her home country, but of course she's here in Vietnam. And she is very excited today to share more about what her company is doing, Intrepid, uh, where she's the CEO of uh, the, the team and the company based here in Ho Chi Minh City. Emma, thank you for joining with the show. Thank you for your time. Intrepid, I know a little bit about it. You know much more. Why don't you introduce what your role exactly is at Intrepid, and then we can go kind of into the nuts and bolts of uh, today's show. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for, for having me today. I'm really, really honored to be here. Uh, also want to congratulate you for the, the good news we heard yesterday uh, about uh, Vietcetera's fundraising. It's, it's really exciting. Thank you. And um, so Intrepid, uh, Intrepid, I would say, is is your one stop, uh, one stop shop, one stop partner uh, as a brand, uh, where we are here to help you with everything digital as a brand, um, and we're so we're powered by technology and focused on three main areas. The first one is going to be omni-channel uh, store management. Uh, so 
primarily still working on the marketplace platforms. So in Vietnam, that's largely Lazada, Tiki, uh, and Shopee. Um, but also uh, venturing into social commerce uh, as well as supporting uh, brand.com. Uh, so that this is uh, the first pillar of the business. Uh, the second one is going to be a fully integrated digital marketing agency uh, that can support you along all uh, the along the entire funnel um, for for marketing from awareness considera- consideration conversion but also retention. Um, and the last one uh, will be data and insight, where we have a lot of reporting tools available for brands, um, but we are also really excited to soon bring to market a new data and insight product uh, focused on uh, market insight and competitive insight. Um, so a lot of things that are, are hard to get uh, from, from platforms themselves, and, and we hope that can help brands to make more informed decisions and, and, uh, and take action. Um, all of this is powered by technology. We were founded in Vietnam in 2017, um, headquartered now of Singapore and present across Southeast Asia. Amazing. Intrepid's been in business for a while and the e-commerce industry has evolved tremendously over these years. And I'm sure your team has had to adapt and continue to innovate. The best way to kind of capture the imagination of what you guys do exactly, maybe you can walk through an example customer. Are they small businesses, medium businesses, enterprise businesses? Maybe it's all three. Maybe you can highlight a couple of those clients with or without naming names, of course, um, about how they use Intrepid products. Sure. Um, so it's actually very interesting that you ask this question because as we we got started, uh, we have a, a lot of solutions that we're offering primarily to, to sellers. And over the past couple of years, we realized that really where there was appetite and where we could uh, be a consulting and executing partner uh, was with global brands. Uh, so uh, our clients now uh, are entirely global brands um, and we're fully diversified across categories. So we have consumers hailing from electronics and home appliances categories, FMCG, uh, big emphasis on health and beauty there, uh, as well as fashion. Um, and some of them will be, um, you know, very uh, brands uh, that we're partnering with directly, working with their e-commerce teams. Uh, some others will be uh, instances where we're partnering with the exclusive distributor of a brand in Vietnam and powering their online activities. Um, so, um, you know, today, uh, in terms of uh, naming a couple of our customers, uh, we we work with, for instance, uh, Tifal, uh, which started for from uh, nothing online uh, a year ago and is now a top twenty brand uh, on Lazada, for instance. Um, we work in the I would say the FMCG category with Colgate, uh, with, where we've had tremendous success as well, powering very complex. Um, campaign mechanics, creating a lot of excitement around campaigns and supporting them on all aspects of logistics and and marketing. Um, We work with um, a big uh, fashion and sports retailer, Supersports, where we're supporting them across a number of brands uh, to uh, on their campaign, merchandising, um, commercial strategy, as well as the the holistic marketing approach uh, for, for platforms. Uh, so these are examples of, of some of the, the brands uh, that, that we work with and and, and happy to, to share a bit more about what we can do to, to support them and others. So it sounds like Intrepid is a partner for digital transformation for these brands because some of them are newer, some of them are, you know, uh, very legacy, um, like centuries, not centuries, but um, timeless brands that you know, ha- have done very well over the years and continue to, but they need that digital transformation partner. So when it comes to e-commerce, 
do you find that these clients um, kind of see it as like this enigma? There's just like so many options to consider and you guys are that partner to figure out what solutions are best. Um, it seems like you're pretty embedded with their teams too. Um, maybe you can walk through the process of how you would work with one of these clients, like in terms of implementation and then uh, like rolling out the solution in terms of selling their products. Like what are some success stories? Like how, how have these solutions transform their, their um, kind of businesses? Well, I think the, the beauty of it is that the partnership can take many different forms depending on where a brand client is in their digital transformation and the capabilities of, of their team. Um, so, um, quite frankly, I mean, let's bring to life and bring this to life uh, with two different examples. Uh, so, for instance, uh, earlier in August, uh, we launched a partnership uh, with a with a new brand uh, for us. Uh, they're they are a leader uh, in their category offline, um, but they're totally new to e-commerce. Uh, so they uh, work with a B2B distributor uh, for offline. Uh, they have resellers that sell their, sell their products uh, on the platforms, but they've never gone direct to consumer. And so here, uh, we, we first started to talk to them about what platforms they wanted to prioritize, uh, what their timeline was, uh, the importance of uh, getting started well ahead uh, of the mega season, and so on. Uh, then uh, we started talking about what their shopping shop would look like. Um, so, for instance, designing a unique uh, look and feel that would convey their brand identity uh, with unique banners and navigation that would suit their category well. Um, then we created the assortment um, and there big emphasis on content, ensuring that we're leveraging all the platform tools, that we have rich content, um, including videos, including the maximum number of pictures, uh, but um, also uh, ensuring the content is highly searchable. Uh, so really optimizing for, for SEO. Uh, and after that, it, it's really been about creating a differentiated platform strategy uh, for um, for the, the two platforms that they've chosen to, to go with um, and seeing how that will align with their offline merchandising calendar and just really working on, working on that drumbeat of, of campaigns. Um, and the day-to-day -day management obviously uh, includes um, uh, strategizing and executing on those promotional mechanics, uh, managing stock, uh, maintaining uh, the design of the store, uh, updating it over time, uh, as well as taking care of uh, everything customer service related. Uh, so that's, I would say that's, that's the basics and, and that's how we get started. Um, on the flip side, uh, if I take another example, we've been working with Panasonic for, for two plus years now. Uh, over the past year, uh, they have um, grown their online business on the platforms uh, fivefold, and, and we're very proud uh, to have supported them on, on that journey. Uh, but there, they, they do have an e-commerce team uh, that's very knowledgeable about the space. And what would bring them there is obviously support on the strategy and the execution, uh, but also the structure and the rigor uh, to take things further. Uh, so, for instance, uh, they have joint business plans with a platform, and we've supported them to, to exceed those plans, quite frankly, uh, and to see how they could bring a new assortment uh, that's been quite successful offline uh, to their online stores. Um, we've been advocating uh, for, for them uh, with the platforms, ensuring that they have the ear um, of, um, uh, of the platforms and get as much visibility as possible. Uh, we've really been delivering um, in a very unique way on a very close marriage uh, between the commercial strategy 
and the marketing strategy. Um, and from anything related to on-platform, off-platform, uh, additional branding and community opportunities. Uh, so those are really things that we've been working on. And there has been a big emphasis on learning together and iterating together. Um, so uh, rather, um, I would say, different stage of, of maturity uh, versus the, the first client that, that I mentioned. Um, and, and once again, um, we, we continue to, to see what our client needs uh, and how far uh, we, we can take it. Um, our, our store management model is inherently uh, modular. Uh, so at its core, uh, we work on commercial and merchandising strategy and execution, uh, creative design, content, customer service. Uh, but then we can layer on top marketing services and, and fulfillment services, uh, depending on the needs of our brand clients. Hiện nay, Vietcetra Store đã mở bán các sản phẩm trong bộ sưu tập daily Vietcetra thiết kế bởi chính đội ngũ nhà chúng mình nhằm phục vụ cho các hoạt động thương nhật của bạn. Nếu bạn là khán giả trung thành và yêu mến nội dung của Vietcetra thì đừng bỏ qua các sản phẩm này nhé. Xem thông tin chi tiết và đặt mua các sản phẩm tại website store.vietcetra.com hoặc nhấp vào đường link ở phần mô tả để đến cửa hàng trực tuyến của Vietcetra. Yeah, and Intrepid operates across many different Southeast Asian countries. This one-stop shop model requires a lot of scale and expertise. How, how has it been uh, building a team needed to bring all that expertise to the, to the forefront? That must be very challenging. I mean, the Intrepid team has been able to do it, obviously. Um, but what, what attracts people to work in this particular industry? And what is the company culture kind of defined around to bring all these very diverse backgrounds. And we're having a hard time hiring a lot of these expertise kind of areas. And as you know, e-commerce is so new in not only Vietnam, but Southeast Asia. So there's not too many people um, that have that background. Um, what, what do you say to that about team building for this particular area of expertise? The Intrepid, we're all about people. And since joining the company, a big area of focus for me has been uh, to recruit for the team to continue to strengthen our bench um, you know, on the Vietnam organization. I uh, quickly realized that I, I needed uh, a bit more management support to be able to take the company to, to the next level, uh, support our newly onboarded brands, uh, as well as, as continue to go above and beyond in a scalable way uh, with our existing clients. And so I've spent a lot of time thinking about what brings people to Intrepid, uh, especially in a market uh, where uh, there is a there can be quite a war for, for talent in, in this space. And I think that what brings people to Intrepid is going to be several folds. Um, first of all, uh, it's really about the opportunity to become an e-commerce expert. Um, it's very hard to get a similar experience uh, working for a platform or within the e-commerce team of one of our brands. Uh, here, people have the opportunity to, to work across platforms, across categories, um, and, and to see a lot of different things and, and sometimes even have exposure to how things are, are going across the region, uh, working with some of their uh, regional peers in, in Southeast Asia. Uh, so huge opportunity to, to grow as experts, uh, be aware of the newest tools, uh, and, and become true, true experts. Um, of course, also learning from the best. Um, I think we, we have a lot of very senior uh, leaders in help to, to really um, to develop the, the industry itself um, as part of our regional management team. Uh, so, for instance, if I look at the, 
the marketing function uh, more precisely, uh, our president, uh, Charles de Bonneuil, uh, was one of the co-founders of Lazda Group and, and CMO of Lazda Group until, um, the, until 2018. Um, and he brought with him to Intrepid a number of people who had built the marketing tech at Lazada. Um, so here, unique opportunity to, to learn from some of the best experts uh, in, in the industry. Um, and, uh, and of course, uh, the same applies in, in some other functional areas. Um, so opportunity to learn um, based on, on the nature of the work, based on the experts we have on the team, uh, but also opportunity to be um, to be part of a winning team, right? We just raised our, our Series B uh, in June. We're extremely proud of it. Um, and uh, we've seen tremendous growth. Uh, and for many people, there is such an adrenaline rush uh, being part of such a fast-growing company and being able to have an impact uh, and, and leave their mark on, on the organization. Um, so uh, definitely a very attractive opportunity to, to many. Um, and last but not least, I think it really comes down to the people and, and to our culture. Um, I'm personally very proud of, of the culture we're building at Intrepid. Um, you know, our, our values are, are very important to us. Um, and we put a lot of emphasis on, on service, ensuring that we go above and beyond uh, to satisfy our clients. Uh, a lot of emphasis on innovation to ensure that we continue um, to come up with, with new solutions to all the, the new problems uh, that, uh, that may come up as the industry matures day after day. Uh, we really love what we do, so it's a very passionate bunch of people. Um, we are dedicated uh, to delivering measurable impact, and, and we do so as a team. Um, and uh, one of the other things that's deeply rooted in, in, our, in our culture is going to be kindness. Uh, and so I think for, for a lot of people, it's the opportunity to, to join um, a group of peers uh, that, that they might get along uh, very well with. Um, so that's uh, that's what I tell people uh, when when they're looking at Intrepid, uh, and uh, we've had a lot of success recently growing our team in in Vietnam, uh, as well as growing our, our tech team um, also with us in Vietnam. Uh, we've also been investing recently quite a bit in continuing to to build our expertise at the regional level, so that all our local teams are supported by functional experts. Um, so we, we've done so on on marketing, we've done so on retailer operations, business. Uh, business development, uh, and a number of other functions. And every time it's about ensuring that we bring best-in-class talent uh, from uh, the, the industry, um, but also sometimes from adjacent industries to ensure we remain at, at the cutting edge uh, of what's out there. Do you guys see yourselves as more of a tech company with a strong team of experts and consultants or a consultancy that's powered by technology? I think that's a key difference. Like for us, we... We're a media company, uh, Viet Cetera, um, powered by tech. You know, we'll have a mobile application. We invest in our own content management system. But at the end of the day, we very much focus on original content and everything else kind of powers that. What, what do you say to that to kind of when you, you know, are hiring, building a team, they're asking about the, the structure and also clients. How do they, how they see you guys as a tech company, consultancy, maybe both? I'm very curious to how that's communicated. So, that, I mean, that, that's a great question. Um, I, I think that many people, so our clients uh, and, and our team, often see the the output of what we do, right? Which is going to be helping and advising our clients uh, on a daily basis. Uh, and so, I think that's how uh, maybe we are seen. 
but we're leading advantage compared to others in this industry has been our willingness and appetite uh, to invest very aggressively uh, in tech. And so in that sense, we're fully powered by tech. Um, we don't believe in necessarily, um, you know, without tech, things don't scale. We, we don't believe in having uh, manual shortcuts uh, for, for everything. Uh, we want to build a business that, that's here to stay and uh, constantly innovating through technology. Um, so we, we just had a case. Um, uh, actually, we had a few instances over the past couple of weeks where we see things that are not optimized or requiring a lot of manual work um, that... Um, where we see an opportunity for a client to be able to really take something to the next level if there was a way to, to just fix it and, and make it happen. And so that's something that we're then taking to our tech team and that we'll be able to, to roll out uh, uh, soon to, to better support our brands. So without that dialogue and this integration between the two, um, I think it'd be very hard uh, to be where we are. Um, and um, so it's uh, inherently a, a part of who we are. Um, in Vietnam, more specifically, uh, this is where a regional tech team seat, uh, sits. Uh, so we're, we're very lucky uh, to be co-located and have their support. And I think this has created a, a very unique partnership and collaboration on a daily basis. Amazing. Uh, Emma, I, I want to backtrack a little bit and learn more about yourself as well, other than just what you're uh, focused on at Intrepid. I understand you worked at Uber. Is that correct? In Malaysia or was it France? I'm getting the names confused now. Uber, Lazada, Malaysia, France. Maybe maybe you can backtrack and, and just share more about your background and what led you to Vietnam of all places. Was it a place that was always on your radar? Was it brought to you on your radar? How did, how did that all work out? Sure. So I, I guess uh, just uh, about myself. Um, so I'm French born, uh, grew up in France, uh, relocated to, to the United States as I was finishing high school. And so uh, educated in the United States. Um, first work as a, as a consultant uh, after business school. Uh, really enjoyed that opportunity, but wanted to get more operational. Uh, ended up moving back home to, to Paris, uh, where I first uh, built uh, the French arm of a German startup for Rocket Internet, focused on flash sales for home and decor. Um, I realized I had a lot to learn, uh, so went to Amazon, where I helped to relaunch the sports category. Uh, it was a really, really fun adventure to have the resources of a big company, uh, but really the, the energy and the nimbleness of a new category. Um, and um, then uh, life took me to, to Malaysia, uh, family, family reasons. Uh, so we relocated to, to Kuala Lumpur. Uh, and then after Amazon, it only made sense uh, to, to go to, to Lazada uh, in, uh, in 20, so beginning of 2015. Um, and there I helped to build the electronic categories. Um, I was uh, lucky to witness the investment from Alibaba, uh, go to Hangzhou and, and be part of the team uh, that, that helped with some of the post-merger integration projects uh, and rollout of best practices. Uh, so really, really amazing experience. Um, and uh, that's when I really discovered Southeast Asia and, and fell in love with it. Uh, not only is the, the beautiful attaching place, but I think from anyone for anyone interested in, in the digital economy, uh, there is just such a big opportunity here. Um, and, and at that point, um, we're already, my husband and I were already looking around and thinking about where else would we go after this? Um, and, and Vietnam, I would say, was already uh, on the radar. Uh, we ended up moving back to DC uh, for my, my husband's job. Um, there, I, uh, I had the opportunity to join Uber Technologies, uh, where I served in 
both marketing and operational roles. Um, really interesting experience to join a big company uh, after having been with a, a much more nimble company um, and uh, to go through the, the IPO experience. Um, so really enjoyed that. Uh, but our eyes were already set on, on going back overseas. Uh, and so we, we had been preparing uh, for, for that move to, to Vietnam for a bit. It was a very deliberate choice. Um, it, it made sense for, for both of our careers. And I would say for, for me personally, um, I had an exposure to the Vietnam business uh, when I was at Lazada and, and really saw the opportunity. Um, I mean, um, obviously, uh, We've all, I'm sure you've seen the, the report from Temasek, uh, Bain and Google on, on the size of the digital economy uh, in Southeast Asia. Uh, but I think that um, Vietnam um, took a bit longer uh, to maybe blossom in that area. Uh, and right now that growth is truly accelerating. So if I look at the sales of e-commerce, um, the, the sales growth year on year, uh, sales for e-commerce grew 46% year on year. Um, I, I'm not sure there are many other countries uh, that, that can post those numbers, right? So it's it's really, really exciting. Um, and um, similarly, you know, uh, the, the COVID situation we're in is obviously very, very unfortunate. Um, but this is creating new behaviors um, we see that over the, the past year in Vietnam, we have 40 million new um, users of, uh, of digital services. Most of them intend to, to continue even for the, the COVID period. When we, uh, Nielsen uh, published a study also recently that shows uh, the progress on online penetration uh, for, for retail sales um, in, for instance, FMCG. Uh, and I think for the past three months, we're at 13.2%. Um, and it used to be around 10.5% in, in 2020, um, and I think 8.5% 8. 8. in 2019. Uh, so that is just amazing to see that sort of growth. Um, and I believe there is a long way to go. If we look at the, the Chinese model, uh, where e-commerce is about 50% of retail now, um, there is a, there's clearly a long way to go, but I think we're, we're well on our way. What is the percentage of e-commerce for retail? In Vietnam, fifty percent China. The U.S. is—I don't even know what the U.S. is. Maybe twenty. So uh, uh, it's actually interesting. The, the U.S. is not as high as people might think. The U.S. is around fifteen. The, the U.S. is around fifteen percent. Um, wow. And uh, for Vietnam, we're still single digits. Uh, so mm. we we are single digits with heavy fluctuations depending depending on on categories. Uh, but uh, it's actually the. You know, the, the past year or so is the first time that some categories are starting to cross the, the 10% mark. Hiện nay, Vietcetra Store đã mở bán các sản phẩm trong bộ sưu tập daily Vietcetra thiết kế bởi chính đội ngũ nhà chúng mình nhằm phục vụ cho các hoạt động thương nhật của bạn. Nếu bạn là khán giả trung thành và yêu mến nội dung của Vietcetra thì đừng bỏ qua các sản phẩm này nhé. Xem thông tin chi tiết và đặt mua các sản phẩm tại website store.vietcetra.com hoặc nhấp vào đường link ở phần mô tả để đến cửa hàng trực tuyến của Vietcetra. What are those categories that you see um, being the most active and why do you think those categories are so popular? So, I, I mean, I think in this environment, um, anything that has to do with essential needs uh, is really going to, to be growing extremely fast, right? So mom and baby uh, is exploding, uh, how, you know, um, personal care uh, growing really fast. So we work, we work with Colgate uh, and it's been 
really incredible to see how the brand is progressing online over the past couple of months. Uh, and some of it is how they're, they're investing and the campaigns they're planning, but just uh, also just the, the organic traffic that's now coming in. Uh, based on the, the difficulties of, uh, of buying offline. Um, obviously, food is a, is a fast-growing uh, category at the moment uh, with the restrictions uh, that we have. Um, I think that anything that has to do with a home uh, or food preparation is also a big trend. Uh, so if you look at the home appliance and small kitchen appliances segment, uh, that's growing extremely fast. Uh, so, you know, your, your rice cookers, uh, your air fryers, um, those are flying off the shelf, uh, literally. Um, the categories uh, that that may be struggling a bit more, uh, and once again, the industry at large is growing, but maybe they're not growing as fast, uh, are going to be maybe fashion, uh, pure beauty, just because people don't don't go out as much. Uh, so there's maybe less of a need for that uh, in the short term. And, and I think that's aligned with the global trends that we've seen during COVID. How do you see the behaviors changing once this period is over, um, at least uh, in the short term? And do you think the e-commerce trends, like for me, I'll just preface it. I've actually never bought anything online in Vietnam. Um, most of it's not because of availability or choice. I think they're all fantastic. It's mostly because of like things like logistics and payments. Um, it, I find it to be a bit of a hassle. Admittedly, I haven't tried to buy anything in the, in recent months or even a year, actually. I know my staff does, though, at Viet Cetera. Tiki boxes are arriving every other day, Shopee, Lazada, whatever. Um, maybe I'm just older now. But I, I'd love to hear kind of your comment on that is... is the limitation more like choice or is it because of logistics and payments? Like how do we get Vietnam from single digits up to, to double digits? What do you see unlocking that next period? Some of that will be the, the share of wallets. I mean, uh, just, I mean, historically, and that's been in every country as we start, there's sometimes a preference for uh, touching and feeling the product, right? And, and really experiencing it. Um, there is... Um, you know, I think payment um, can be can be a challenge uh, indeed for uh, for some people. But at the same time, we see that the right solutions are being put in place. So in Southeast Asia and Vietnam, particularly, cash and delivery uh, is very prominent, and so um, that's certainly a way to to get around that. Um, there are now new fintech solutions now for contactless uh, payments as well. So we see the the share of Momo or Zalo Pay uh, growing as well, uh, with some distinctions across platforms. Um, and when it comes to even the logistics, I think that platforms, especially you know, you're mentioning Tiki, uh, Tiki is doing a lot on uh, fast delivery. Uh, so is Lazada uh, as well, um, and, and obviously uh, Shopee is following there too. Um, so the the platforms are very focused on the service experience and, and the delivery experience. Uh, there are now more tools for customers to track their deliveries, to have that proof of delivery, um, and to interact with customer service agents should they have. Uh, any issues around that toward the we're getting toward the end of our podcast today and i always love to ask uh e-commerce experts what their favorite platform is and why maybe you know it's hard for you to choose uh between the three or four that are out there sendo don't forget about those folks too um but i'd love to hear i won't I'll make you choose but i'd like for you to kind of highlight what are the strengths of each organization and why i asked another a uh, friend of mine that joined me for the show about a year ago. I'd love to hear from you. Oh, that that's a very big question. Um, let me see how I, I may first, um, how I may best portray this to, to, to a brand. 
so maybe I will focus on uh, Shopee, Lazada, and Tiki uh, because they're they're the biggest uh, for for brands, um, and uh, they're they're the biggest in, in that order. So in Vietnam, uh, Shopee is is certainly the biggest. Um, I think Tiki has done an amazing job at staying in the race, which is not always easy uh, with uh, regional players that have very deep pockets. Um, But uh, it's not because a platform is the biggest at large that they might necessarily be the best for a given brand. Um, but when it comes to traffic, Shopee is the biggest. They invest very heavily in traffic uh, and, and they do so with a number of, of mechanics and gamification, uh, a lot of vouchers that they still subsidize uh, for, for their customers. Um, and uh, so big, big investment there. Um, all the platforms are fully diversified when it comes to categories, uh, but they do especially well in, in different spaces. Uh, so Shopee historically grew from uh, fashion, um, health and beauty, mom and baby, all the repurchase categories um, with a, a lower basket size uh, and um, a consumer base that was maybe more female uh, to, to start with. Uh, when we look at uh, Lazada and Tiki, initially this stemmed a little bit more from uh, electronics and, and home appliances. Uh, but I've done a nice job at diversifying over the years, and especially Lazada has invested very heavily in, in fashion, uh, health and beauty, uh, mom and baby. Um, and uh, they were doing quite well with prestige brands as well. Uh, so a number of prestige uh, health and beauty or fashion brands, either thinking about going to the marketplace platforms, would first do so uh, on Lazmo. Um, Tiki has diversified quite a bit in the consumable space. Um, and that's where Tiki now has also had a, a, huge, uh, a huge value add. Um, going back to, to the basket size, uh, Tiki and, and Lazada will have a higher basket size. Um, the consumer mix in terms of preferences is also still a little bit different uh, in the sense that we see um, less cash on delivery. Uh, for instance, on, on Tiki, that often leads to uh, fewer cancellations, uh, which, which is great uh, for brands. Um, the campaign behavior uh, is also a little bit different. Uh, so while on Shopee and Lazada, uh, we still see a lot of deal hunting um, and um, The, those deals can take different forms depending on the, on the, plat, the, the tools of the platforms. Uh, Tiki has uh, a very strong baseline business. Uh, so customers that are more focused on, on service and convenience uh, more than just uh, treasure hunting. Um, on the last side, we will see um, consumers who will stay up uh, and uh, for, for mega campaigns between midnight and 2 a.m. And this is actually one of the The platforms where we see the highest uplift uh, at that time uh, when the mega campaigns uh, launch. Um, so very, very important uh, behavior there. Um, when it comes to the regional mix, um, Tiki is still very focused on Ho Chi Minh and, and Hanoi. Um, from where I sit, uh, that seems to be over 70% of the business, uh, while Shopee and Lazada are, are more diversified uh, today. Um, that's definitely um, something interesting to note. Um, from a fulfillment uh, perspective, uh, Tiki has long worked on retail. And as a result, they have the infrastructure uh, that brands may be able to use. Uh, Lazada has also built over the years a very compelling uh, fulfillment uh, service and last mile delivery service uh, that um, their, their brands uh, can, can use as a standalone. Um, Shopee has followed suit there, um, but maybe 
less of an area of, of focus uh, for them. And lastly, I think when it comes to the, the tech infrastructure uh, for the platforms, uh, there with Lazada, we, we definitely see uh, the Alibaba heritage. Uh, this is probably the platform uh, that can give brands uh, the most data um, and can offer the most uh, complex and, and rich mechanics in terms of layer scheme uh, and so on, or ability to fulfill from different warehouses. Um, so lots of very interesting uh, possibilities there. Uh, but personally, uh, I work with all three. Uh, I shop on all three. Um, and I think that all three platforms uh, have a lot to offer depending on what one, one might be looking for. Thank you for that recap. Very exciting insights to, to hear from an industry expert. Um, Emma, I also want to ask about the whole urbanization versus rural, provincial kind of uh, e-commerce customers. What are some insights that you can share there? Are, is the bigger market actually in the outside of the big cities now because it's kind of saturated and too competitive? What does that look like exactly? So, I mean, I think today, frankly, the most of the sales are still happening uh, in, in the big cities, right, for across the, the country. And that's based not only on the, the concentration of, uh, of, of population, but also probably uh, disposable income, uh, access to, to logistics, uh, to, to payment and, and so on. So I think there is uh, still a bit more work to, to, be, to be done uh, to, to grow out of the big cities, but we certainly see that progression happening. And so right now, a lot of brands are actually starting to look specifically into how, do, um, how can they better target customers, especially outside of Ho Chi Minh um, and, and even outside of Hanoi. Uh, how do they uh, have more, more success in, in central Vietnam? Exciting. Well, I think, uh, you know, the big stat to kind of encapsulate the opportunity for Intrepid today is that the e-commerce market is still in the single digits and uh, a place like China is 50%, America 15%, which is surprising, but also not, I guess. Um, but the opportunity is massive. And in, in this age of digital transformation, exciting things are to come. Emma, thank you for joining today's show. We're very grateful for having you to share these insights and these uh, kind of exciting opportunities for Intrepid Ahead. And don't forget, uh, like Emma mentioned, they are hiring. So just a quick shout out there. If anyone is looking for a new adventure, Intrepid Vietnam and Intrepid Southeast Asia, I'm sure is also hiring. Um, Emma Gano, the CEO of Intrepid Vietnam, thank you for joining today's show. And also just the last bit, just want to give a quick thank you and big shout out to our sponsors today, Elsa English Language Speech Assistant. Check them out. They're on the Google Play Store, the, the Apple App Store, uh, fantastic app for those of you trying to learn English today. Emma, thanks for your time. Any final comments perhaps you'd like to share? Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, we're always excited to, to support uh, to support brands uh, independently of where they are on their digital journey. Uh, so whether that's on platform, off platform, marketing, uh, store management, uh, we're here. And, and same thing for all the talents out there. Uh, we're always hiring both for our tech team uh, as well as for, for all our other teams. Uh, so um, yes, don't hesitate to reach out. Fantastic. Thank you, Emma. Thank you for joining the show and episode of Vietnam Innovators. For everyone tuning in, don't forget next week, it's every episode drops on Tuesday. We look forward to having you next time. Thanks so much. Vietcetra's Vietnam Innovator series is only one of many podcasts hosted by the team. We also have Have a Sip, hosted by our VP of Content, Thuy Minh, as well as the Vietnamese edition of Vietnam Innovators, hosted by Vietcetra's Chief Operating Officer, Ruby Nguyen. 
Look out for more podcast production soon from the Vietcetera team. You can also check out the video version of this podcast on our other platforms such as YouTube and Facebook. New episodes are out every week, so don't forget to subscribe to Vietcetera's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube channel for more interesting content. Hey guys, good news. Vietcetera has now officially rolled out a mobile app for Android. Now you can download our mobile app on both the Apple iOS store and the Google Play store right now. More functions are coming very soon, so stay on the lookout.